Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories. Add your tales. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. Hello, welcome back, episode 130, Skyrimatic Podcast. Uh, so, last episode, of course, was the live uh, Philly Podfest episode, so that went all swimmingly. Glad to finally get that out there. Uh, our summer of long breaks between episodes continues on. Uh, very, It's very summery, so, <coughs> uh, sorry, cho- as I'm choking. But, uh, yeah, I have been playing some, actually. Uh, I've been playing with my Argonian character, uh, Ja Rule, who is uh, the one I use on Let's Play Skyrim, uh, which I just about finished up the Dark Brotherhood now on that. Uh, so what I did was I actually have decided to... I wanted to play through one of the uh, quest mods I have on Xbox One. And the one I've been playing is Valley of Peace. Uh, let's see, Valley Peace, um, let's see, by Axbradxa, so that's A-X-X-B-R-A-D-X-X-A, uh, it's created by him, uh, I'm sorry, by them, I don't know if it's a male or female, I should say, and it was created in, end of October is when it showed up the first time, 2016, and it was updated in May the last time, so. Essentially, uh, here, I'll read the description of what it is, and this is what I've been playing through. Valley of Peace is a new location in Skyrim that takes place in another large world space. You must give a blood offering to open the portal. Only those who are worthy can gain entry. Beware of the demons that are trying to get in. It is up to you to destroy the Shroud of Darkness that, that has engulfed the valley. Acquire the powers and weapons of the valley and destroy the Sorcerer of Akatosh. Join the Hunter's Guild by taking the Hunter's Challenge. Hunt down the legendary Bloodfang Sabretooth. Acquire pop- property in the town. Sail a boat to a tropical island and discover a power lost in time. Face the darkness. Find a way out of the valley by clearing an old collapsed tunnel. Find out the secrets of how time has been frozen. Explore the ancient temple of the Nine that has been lost for centuries. Uncover the ancient weapons imbued with mystical powers and properties. Gain the knowledge of slowing down time. All right, so that is uh, that is the description from Bethesda.net. Now, I've been playing this. Um, let me pull up my notes real quickly. I've been playing it for about a... Uh, uh, a couple hours, good couple hours in it. Enjoyable so far. Uh, I'm I'm into it. So uh, first of all, you find it. It's over by uh, Riverwood, under like Bleak Falls, Bleak Falls Barrow, under that area on the other side of the river by Bleak Falls. And uh, there's a gate there that you can enter. It reminds me a lot of uh, Dawnguard. The gates uh, when you're in. Oh God, what is it? The the lost uh, area. I'm drawing a blank right now, but nevertheless, uh, where the way shrines are. 
it, it's, it's essentially those doors, those access ways that you're using. Uh, so there's a Dramora waiting outside that for you, so you have to kill him, which I did. And then you uh, make a blood sacrifice, and you can go through the uh, the way, similar to a way shrine and door entryway kind of thing. So you do that. Then I uh, had once you get inside the gate to the Valley of Peace, this guy Tovald is waiting for you there, and he just tells you something's very wrong. And of course, there's uh, some other Dramora there. Uh, I headed to the cabin and just kind of explored. Uh, you just kind of got to explore. You're up on a hill, and you can jump down into the water, which is what I did. Uh, once I got into the cabin, I think there was something down in the basement, and that's where I, I kind of started exploring there. Uh, it's a little difficult getting around at first. There's there's no map, so you kind of have to find your way, and getting from place to place isn't always as simple as running there. Sometimes you have to use a spell to get there. Uh, sometimes there's other ways of getting there. So getting your bearings uh, can be a little difficult at times, I found, but uh, not in a bad way. Sometimes it's, you know, harkens back to a time when uh, not everything was so simply set up for you in games. So I do like that feel. Uh, a lot of the things will look very familiar. Um, you know, a lot of the places were kind of uh, modified versions of uh familiar places in skyrim which which is fine i've it's just a it's a nice area anyway uh so and there's some hidden areas in the cabin which are cool that are uh, i believe there were <laughs> there were some plants hidden in a secret closet which was interesting um but uh overall i've been probably you know like i said a few hours into it uh i did there's a the Priest of Akatosh that spoke about it, did or the Sorcerer of Akatosh, whatever he called it. I, I did um, defeat that. It was out on the island. Um, it's just a little... I'm still trying to figure out my bearings. I'm getting pretty good now of where I got to go and what I got to look for and all that. Um, the one area, there was a bit of a glitch. In the beginning, when, you, when you're exploring the uh, cabin, you head out like in this cave, and then you get to a... Uh, a puzzle area that's like kind of like Kagrames, uh, you know, has the bridges that lift up so you can walk from place to place. You got to kind of hit the right switches and all that. Kind of similar to that with just buttons, though. Um, but there are some stairs. If you fall down into water, you can come up the stairs. But the top of the stairs is a bit of a glitch and you fall through the top of the stairs. So if you don't jump over that section, you essentially just, you know, cycle, you know, you're going through a vicious cycle. So you, you definitely want to jump over the top of the stairs oh the plant i found in the closet was in the high lay leah house so there's that um i like the the, the dark areas are extremely dark which uh, i kind of like like uh, when, i mean essentially when you walk into them uh it's like pitch black in some areas which is pretty cool i i do like that you need to use like uh, candlelight or a torch or something like that, which, which you should in, in extremely dark areas, obviously. You should want to uh, use that kind of thing. Uh, or you should need to use that kind of thing, I should say. So um, overall, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'm hoping to explore a little more, get through it a little more. I, I don't know how far through it I am. Um there's some playthroughs online. I I haven't watched those yet, so uh, I want to kind of play through it first. I don't really want to 
watch a full playthrough of it before I, I get to continue exploring it. So uh, if you have played through Valley of Peace, uh, let me know. Definitely the Valley of Peace, I should say. Definitely let me know. Uh, send in some feedback about it if you have. Uh, let me know what you think of it. Um, or you can just you know check out some uh, YouTube vids of it. I'm sure there's plenty. See if it's something that would interest you. There are a lot of weapons. There are a lot of Dramora. Uh, so there's a lot of Daedric weapons. Uh, a ton of them. Daedra hearts, tons of them. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, there was a cool area, I, uh, like a, a canyon I went into that had was a kind of a bandit area. So the scaffolding, the wood scaffolding, you know, was extremely high. Very cool. I, I really like that a lot. Great for archery, great for uh, sneaking. Uh, since I'm sneaking, Double Dagger still wearing the um, what's that Dark Brotherhood armor. Uh, that's still what I'm using. I'm still using daggers. Uh, get like 23 to 25 times damage now with the double daggers. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think what other areas I've come across or enemies. Um, when I went to the to battle the Sorcerer of Akatosh, uh, there was some like bone men and stuff like that, or you know, similar to bone men or or or. Uh, or even like ghosts, so so that was pretty cool. Uh, the voice acting can throw you off a little bit because it's like it'll be like the voice files from traditional Skyrim, and then it'll like switch and it'll be somebody else talking. So it's a little funky, but uh, I appreciate the work that's put into it. So um, if the, if you're a stickler for that kind of stuff, it might be a breaker for you. But you could always turn off the I guess the voices if you want it. Uh, you know, just in your own uh, game, but I don't know if there would be, I don't know if there would be subtitles or not, actually. I'm not sure. I'll have to look. Uh, once I play more of it, next episode, I'll, I'll definitely talk about more of it. Um, on the 20th, uh, I think we're going to be recording on the 20th, our next uh, bulk recording session, and we'll be talking a lot about the Oblivion Roundtable there, as well as ESO. Uh, hopefully, both Juan and Colin can join in, as well as other folks. Hopefully, Victor, maybe. See who's available. Um, looks like the 20th is pretty much our only day that is available. August 20th, that is. So we're, I, I think we're going to try, and, uh, as I squeak my voice, I think we're going to try and finalize the Oblivion Roundtable at that point. Um, so if you've never played Oblivion and would like to try it out, uh, it's definitely something we were going to get into. Uh, I know Dave uh, from, God, I'm drawing blanks today, uh, from McBeta fame course is, is interested uh been hearing from him so that's awesome glad to see he's back back in the gaming world and uh yeah so we're gonna narrow down quests and things like that how we're gonna make it work i, I think we're gonna keep it pretty loose as far as character creation goes uh i know in the past we've done uh spreadsheets and things like that i think this one we're gonna keep pretty loose just keep it a loose version of the round table uh the fall feed is going to be doing a new vegas round table i believe if I'm not mistaken, not three. I don't think it was Fallout 3. God, I'm terrible. I should know this. Uh, also, um, there are some Fallout feed t-shirts on the website. Uh, there's a few I had that I had left over from Philly Podfest. They're 10 bucks, uh, $4 shipping. I believe they're 10 bucks and $4 shipping. I'm only shipping to the U.S. right now because, unfortunately, the cost to ship anywhere else was excessive. 
it didn't seem fair uh, to be to have anybody pay that kind of money for a t-shirt. It was absurd. Uh, the first time I did them in house, it it was tough shipping overseas. The pricing was crazy, and I I, just, I don't want to see anybody pay that for a t-shirt. So um, these were professionally done locally here in Philly uh, by Awesome Dudes Printing. So the the emblem on them is it's the you know the podcast emblem. I do have a few Skyrim ones as well. I may be putting them up soon. I might save them to use them as giveaways or stuff like that. So uh, that that's coming up too. But of course, if you again if you've played Valley of Peace, uh, have any feedback about it, definitely let me know. Um, oh God, I'm leaning on my laptop, which hopefully I didn't screw up anything in the recording. I got my elbow right on the mouse pad, so that's good. But uh, we do have some feedback from Todd, who uh, I believe this is his the third installment. It's been a while since I, uh, obviously, with San Diego Comic-Con and PodFest and all that, it's, it's been a while since recording. So, all right, here we go. Let's get into his character. And Hello, Skyrim Addicts. This is Todd, back again with another update on Kiana, the Red Guard Aerosworn monk with the Vow of Poverty based on the Tamriel vault build called the Aerosworn. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Um, it's interesting role-playing. So last time I left off, I had gotten around to Solitude. Uh, she had made some robes, uh, playing it off as Enchanted. They were modded robes. Uh, it was, it's a neat mod. Kind of neat. Um, I eventually here have dropped it. Um, I'll explain why here in a little bit. But uh, we headed around from Solitude, uh, grabbed some quests. We were heading to Wolf Skull Cave on the way. Stopped at the Shr Shrine of Meridia, the statue to Meridia. Um, that was a fun little side quest. Uh, made a lot of sense uh, for uh, Kiana to do. The fun, interesting little thing about that is at the end, um, don't know if I had just never noticed it before or maybe for some reason because I'm not looting, I'm looking for anything on the ground that I can tell Lydia to pick up um, since she can't loot chests and things like that. Um, but poor Lydia needs, she needs equipment upgrades, you know? So... When the last boss died, I was just kind of poking her out before I touched the altar. Um, and there's a Dawnbreaker laying on the floor. Um, I never realized that before. So you can actually grab that Dawnbreaker. In my case, I had Lydia grab it. And then when you touch the altar, Meridia gives you a second Dawnbreaker. Yep, the good old double Dawnbreaker. Uh, so essentially... Um... What happens is the Dawnbreaker's in the pedestal. If you use something that, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like a fireball, whatever, Fusro Da, something like that, something that causes someone to go flying or things to go flying, uh, you know, causes an explosion. Uh, essentially, basically, you knock one to the ground, and then you get the one when you touch the pedestal, so you can get two. That's, that's kind of, I think that's basically how it works from what i recall i mean it's been a while since that happened but i'm pretty sure that's that's what happens with that but uh it is pretty cool i like dawnbreaker fun sword obviously and uh i enjoy that quest line quite a bit i, I and i totally forgot the character is just looting i love that 
I mean, not looting. Jesus, just looting is not looting at all, which is amazing. I, I definitely need to do that. So now I've got two Dawnbreakers. Um, once the Meridia stuff was done, we headed around to Wolf Skull Cave. Wasn't a whole lot uh, there. That's not an overly difficult quest. Um, it was kind of fun, though. Let's see. From there... Uh, well, obviously we turned the quests in, or, well, the Wolf Skull Cave quest, anyway. Um, I did do some of the Bard's College, um, while I personally don't really count it as part of her story, because it's not really something she would get into, I kind of did it just to game the system a little bit, because I gotta tell you, uh, doing this build this way, not looting, um, not doing a ton of stuff like this, I'm leveling really slowly. Um, which kind of drives me personally bananas because uh, leveling is one of my favorite parts, and you know, getting my character upgraded um, is one of my favorite parts of the game. I or any game really, any RPG. Um, that whole building the character as you go is like my favorite part of the thing. So I've actually started making a few concessions to that because it's just driving me nuts. Um, I'll get more into that here in a bit as well. Uh, from Solitude, once we got that done, I had gotten uh, good old Sam, uh, who leads you in, uh, or who is it, uh, not Shootgrath, um, Sanguine. Sanguine's Rose is uh, such a great tool to use, especially um, if you don't have, like, uh, if you're not great in Conjuration or anything like that. It, it is such a powerful tool for Conjuration. Um, and it's a fun quest going through. You can get Glitter the Goat somehow, <laughs> as we uh, discussed on past roundtables. Uh, and you get to explore uh, a bunch of different areas uh, while you're trying to figure out what happened during that lost night. It's... Uh, it's a good time, uh, and you get to meet Sanguine. So, uh, it, good reward, good fun quest line. Uh, that's that's definitely an overlooked fun quest line for sure. And finding you know empty wine bottles everywhere is always particularly entertaining. He had shown up in the tavern uh, there in Solitude, the Winking Skeever. So after you know surviving all these um, undead battles and stuff, Kiana figured, you know, that might not be a bad idea just to kind of sit and have some fun with someone and have a little drinking contest. Um, it also gave me a free trip to Markarth that I didn't have to walk. Uh, so we end up in Markarth, Shrine of Debella. We uh, take care of the Debella quest while we're there, uh, getting the new Sybil and stuff. So the... Um, Agent of Debella ability is a huge help there. It's really nice to have. Uh, and it made sense. So, you know, for the character itself. It's something she would do, right? As a divine agent. And then, um, once that was over, she got embroiled in the whole um, Forsworn conspiracy. And this is where Kiana's opinion of Markarth really started going down. Uh, well, let me backtrack a step. Um, actually, the, well, the first thing she did, um, because she's a priestess of RK, was she went and visited the Hall of the Dead. And let's just say um, Eola did not 
we did not do that quest at all. It was failed. Um, Yola took a couple of arrows to the head before, after uh, revealing she was a cannibal eating the honored dead. And then um, the Markarth conspiracy. Kind of really started to hate the town of Markarth uh, after this, especially after that quest was finished. She got arrested. She uh, already had a grudge against. Um, oh shoot. What's uh, what's his name? Madnack. That's it. Sorry, it took me a second to find it. Yeah, that's CD under uh, underbelly, not underbelly. <laughs> CD underbelly of Markarth. Uh, you know, does ruin a kind of otherwise uh, beautiful city. It, it's not my favorite city because it's just a pain in the butt to get around. But as far as looks, I mean, it's so much different than everywhere else. There's really, really a good looking city, beautiful waterfalls, everything. Uh, problem is, uh, there's a lot of terrible things happening, including Forsworn and that haunted house. Um, you have the Temple of Debella there, so there is that. That's positive. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, the Madanak and the putting people in prison and all, all that, it's, uh, you know, murder in the streets, uh, it's a problem. You know, it kind of ruins the neighborhood, so to speak. Considering how Kiana is built, um, there's no just killing Madnak and getting out of prison that way. Um, although, on one hand, I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Um, what I decided to do was just go ahead and get him to help me escape, because Kiana's not stupid. Um, escaping on her own was going to be too difficult. Uh, dealing with Mad Knight and killing his people was going to be too difficult. Um, while she is a spellcaster, she's not a combat spellcaster. So, she sided with Mad Knack. Um, and you know you have to kill somebody in order to gain Mad Knack's trust? Well, she... Uh, Kiana's not really into just, like, murdering in cold blood against someone that she's got no grudge against, so... Uh, she just decided to talk to the guy, talk to the guy, and he attacked her. So she just backed off and let the other people in the mind kill her, kill him. That's a, such an excellent way to do a workaround. Not a workaround, but like to keep you in your character, uh, you know, and not be forced to do something that feels unnatural for them. And, you know, maybe say the wrong thing to a character. There's, there's ways around it. That's That's the amazing part about this game is that you're just... So many options and so many different ways, and even playing a, a character like Todd's, Todd's playing and being able to keep that character as they should be, and not just have to overlook something or, you know, uh, oh, I have to do this just to do this to get through this part of the quest, but to find a way to actually have it work for that for that character is it's just why it's so completely replayable all the time. Excuse me, my throat's really dry this morning. Um, I have to try to keep this short. Um, so, escaping with Madnack, the she had just like from the way this guy was talking, she was just totally resentful. And then on top of that, she had a really bad feeling that when she let them loose, they were just going to go wild in the streets of Markarth. So. Was they made the mistake of handing her her gear, 
And then on top of that, giving her some new gear. Just as soon as Madnack gave her her gear, she equips what she can. His followers leave, and she just raises her bow and just puts some arrows right in his face. And a large battle ensues with just her against all the Forsworn. That was difficult, but incredibly entertaining. And then when she leaves, and the silver blood guy is like, oh, thanks. She really just wants to kill him, too. But she decides she'd rather not face dealing with that kind of um, consequences. So she kind of lets all that go, and it's just like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going to put Markarth at my back and just never look back and never come back to this place. You know, she's already been to an orc stronghold, and the orc strongholds are more welcoming even before you've done a quest than what uh, Markarth is. So she walks out the gate, um, had enough money to buy vigilance. Um, Kiana's like, you know what, I'm going to save as many souls from this pit of Markarth as I can, even if it's just a dog. Um, and then we decide to finally head to Arkham Thames. Um, this is where we'll get our final uh, weapon for the build. Final bow weapon, anyway. And um, grab Zephyr. As someone who plays an archer regularly, of course, uh, the only way to play the game. Uh, I definitely love Zephyr. That extra speed when firing is super nice. Uh, sometimes it just, uh, you know, those enemies start getting a little too close. you got to get those arrows out quickly. And uh, it's definitely a great tool for that. So that, that that's a fantastic bow. I really enjoy it. Uh, obviously, you know, once you get higher levels and stuff, you, you can make your own stuff that's better. But I, I do love the, the speed, that extra speed. It's just uh, it can be very important at times, especially if you're not skilled in one-handed or two-handed combat later in the game. Um, start lost to the ages. Now, um, in the build itself on Tamriel Vault, I remember reading that um, the guy didn't take anything from Lost of the Ages, but I think I can justify it, and I think when I get there, I'm going to grab the Ethereal Crown. I thought I really need it overly much, but um, I do like it as an item, uh, and got a neat uh, silver skin uh, mod installed for it, so I think I'm going to go ahead and grab it uh, just for some fun. But we finally head around to Arkham Thames, grab Zephyr, get a nice bow upgrade. Uh, from there, uh, head down to, she walks herself around. We need to get uh, to the Sanguine Staff quest, so we walk around to Rorikstead. Uh, kind of move that way a little bit, because we also need to get the... Uh, we haven't even got the horn of Jurgen Windcaller back yet, so need to move on to that. It was somewhere in here that I decided to start fast traveling again because it was just uh, it was slowing my gameplay down, not fast traveling at all a little bit. So, but I did limit my fast traveling. Um, I wouldn't fast travel great distances, um, just kind of minor distances, like four or five stops away, and then maybe four or five stops away again or something like that but just uh, I, I just couldn't really take too much of it anymore um 
I really drug out the uh, Sanguine quest um, just because I was trying to also get some other questing stuff done. When I finally headed back to High Hrothgar, um, I have and turned in the Horn of Jurgen Windcaller. Um, that opened up the library from the Thunderchild mod, and <laughs> this is when I decided to drop the monk robes. There are some gorgeous retextured um, graybeard robes present in that mod. And um, I know I threw up some pictures, I think, on the Facebook group and stuff. They are just absolutely beautiful. Um, my favorite was, obviously, it seems like they were made for a red guard, was uh, the graybeard robes of the Sands. Um, and they're just, I don't, they're gorgeous. And there's some really other good ones too, but that was the one that just really struck me is that's her. They also fit really well with my armor of the old gods, uh, which I decided to start using the gloves and the boots. Um, even though they were a gift from someone that, uh, we decided to shoot in the face. So after turning in the horn of Jurgen Windcaller, um, I, I just thought it was really interesting that, um, I had read somewhere that you could turn the horn, you could take the horn back to Ustengrav, uh, and put it back on Jurgen Winkoller's tomb. And so I was like, really? Because that's, that's interesting. And I decided to try that and I posted that in the Facebook group as well. Um, it's really interesting. If you put the horn, horn of Jurgen, you can take the horn of Jurgen Windcaller back to Ustengrav and get a free dragon soul out of it. I didn't really need it, but it seemed like something that she would do. Um, I have to admit, it's something I've never done as well. Uh, but it seems it it seems like something you should do as Dragonborn. You know, especially if you're playing a, a I mean, every character is different, obviously. But if you're playing a, a traditional good Dragonborn, I guess you could say, uh, it seems like it would be proper to return the horn. To Stingrav, uh, although I have never done it, but yeah, I can see you know, a dragon soul is always nice to have. But at some points in the game, especially later in the game, if you're playing with dragons the whole time, uh, I can see how you would end up with like uh, I don't know. I know at times I've had so many because uh, the dragons just keep popping up and you just keep killing them, or you just run away because you're tired of fighting them, or try and sneak past them, or things like that. But uh, I think my my next main quest, I'm definitely going to uh, return the horn if I re remember, because it's just something I've never done. Uh, you know, just one of those things I haven't experienced in the game after after all these hours. I'm actually got more shouts uh, that I'm not really using, and I've got like a bunch of dragon souls saved up even now. Um, I do, I've done a lot of stuff since uh, I've recorded last. My last update. Um, I'm not going to cover it all now, but I just I moved around a lot. Um, finally headed around to Riften at one point. Um, wanted to get wanted to trade Lydia for Mule the Lioness, so I had to get that done at some point. And now I've got Mule the Lioness following me around. Um, yes, Lord Kiana has gotten. I've gotten her up to level. Th 29 now, halfway through 29, halfway to 30. Um, got the restoration to 45, alteration 65, smithing's up to 71 now, and then the archery at 72. I've almost maxed the tree out. Um, 
sneaks at 59. She doesn't do a whole lot of, like, she's not an assassin, so she doesn't do a whole lot of sneak archery, but she's more of a skirmish archer, I guess you could say. But <laughs> when those are the only four skills you're focusing on, you know, it's it's a little slow leveling. It's one reason I did the Bard's College stuff was just to get the uh, things where you could turn in and gain the... Um, one skill point for everything that's a little XP and you know, it's a little slow I've started any enchanting enchanted things that I can get that I can destroy I blow them up for a little bit of enchanting experience started doing a little bit of alchemy just to just to make stuff I don't sell it just to uh, get a little experience um, I went back to looting animals just to make stuff um, I've actually started mining. Uh, I just I had to do something because it just yeah you know, I was leveling so slow that it was just kind of starting to drive me bonkers. Um, uh, Arcane blacksmith wasn't really a perk recommended by the build, but I grabbed it so that I could improve Zephyr. That's true. Those little skills, alchemy, you know, smithing, enchanting, all that. Uh, not little, but ones you know for this build that aren't as important are extremely important for leveling because you can level so fast with them. Uh, I mean, I don't, you know, I make a lot of potions all the time and things like that, especially early in the game, uh, just because it, you can level so quickly and it, it allows you to build your character so quickly. And same thing, you know, with, uh, especially enchanting, you can really blow out those levels if you're making jewelry. Yeah, well, that's what I tend to do, you know, uh, mine. Um, oh, I get transmute spell, you know, the old, this is how I, you know, level three things at once. So you get transmute up at uh, Halted Stream. You can see mine, get your iron ore, transmute it all to gold, make your jewelry, so you up your smithing, then go enchant it all, and boom, you, you know, you're doing all those three things. And then you sell them, you make some money. So, uh, But doing that is just levels you so quickly and it allows you to do those, you know, do those other perks for for the more important things for your character, um, as well as my armor of the old gods. Uh, you know, speech is passive, so it's easy. I lockpick stuff. Don't take anything out of it, but you know, use lockpicking every chance I get just to uh, gain some XP. Um, the only city she hasn't been to yet now is Winterhold. I was actually, when I stopped playing last, I was on my way there. Uh, stopped at the Shrine of Azura uh, to put it on the map. I'm not sure whether I'm going to actually do that quest or not. Um, Enchanting is not something that she's going to do because, you know, uh, capturing souls isn't really... She doesn't feel that that's right, so... But I uh, wanted to get the college quest done because my I've been relying only on stone flesh for a while, and it's uh, I think start I need to get some upgrades uh, on spell casting, close wounds, and uh, some higher level spells. Uh, well, uh, I think that's going to be about it for today. Uh, thanks again, Michael, for. Um, letting me record this and send this stuff in. Um, hope you all have enjoyed it. Um, have a good day. Thank you, sir. No, I appreciate uh, you sending it in more than more than anything. Uh, I really appreciate the feedback when anybody sends it in. Um, 
and I uh, love hearing stories like this of characters and what they're going through and uh it's yeah it's kind of what the show was supposed to be in the beginning and it's uh what's awesome about it so if you know anybody else if you want it you can either you don't have to send in an audio one if you want to send in a text not a text don't text me <laughs> you can email it to a skyromatic podcast at gmail.com don't get any ideas dale do not text me any stories of your characters um let's see scaramagpodcast at gmail.com you can email it there um no we don't have a phone number you can also email audio files there it doesn't matter what type i should be able to play them all um but yeah no if you want to participate in some way like that definitely do it just go for it if you're uncomfortable recording yourself just uh type it out i'll read it you've heard me read these things before i do my best i'm not always the greatest at it i'll be honest but i give that old college try um but no, that's what that's what this show's for to uh share those things. So in that intro recorded in five minutes so many years ago. Uh that that's kind of what it's all about. So if you want to be a part of it, uh definitely uh send some emails, do that kind of stuff. It it, it makes it uh, a little easier for me because sometimes like this summer I haven't been able to play as much as I would like. Uh, you know, just normal life getting in the way. And uh, it, it's great to have that stuff to just keep that fire going. And uh, I, obviously, I still enjoy playing. So, uh, but if I'm not like putting in tons of hours a week playing it, it, it's it's hard to come up with new and different things. So it, it's great to have those other that other um, that other stuff to work off of, to jump off of, you know, or things that you may not have thought of before, things that somehow after like three thousand hours you haven't experienced. Uh, it's great to hear about all that stuff. New player, old player, whatever. Send in the feedback. I definitely appreciate it. Alrighty. Uh as I said, there's some Fallout Feed t shirts, ASAPodcasting.com. Hit click on the t shirt button. That goes to the Etsy store. Uh, uh there's three different sizes. There's a limited quantity, a few of each one. I think it's a, there's a medium large and extra large. Um I think I might have a couple Skyrim ones. As I said, I'll, I'll have to take a look and I may be saving those for our fall, um, what is it called? Our charity drive, uh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, I may be saving those for that. Uh, we haven't nailed down a date. I believe we have a tentative date, uh, but it'll be in the same general range of uh, early, late October, early November. I think leaning heavily towards early November. And if you don't know what that is, if you're a new listener, it is uh, we do a 12-hour podcast to raise money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Uh, last year, I think we raised about $2,500. Uh, the year before that, which was the first year we did it, we raised, I think, about 500 So uh, last year was great because at Skyrim SE came out. So, I mean, I think that played a huge factor in that. There was a lot more people involved and stuff. So uh, whatever we can raise is awesome. And and, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, we, we don't do Patreon or anything like that. Not taking a shot at anybody who does. I have friends who do it, and that's... Perfect. I have no issue with it. But uh, our thing is we once a year raise money for uh, a charity that means something to the to the network. Um, you know, so that's what we do. And there's a reason we do it. So join us with that. Alrighty. That's all I have. We have a little announcement here at the end of the show. If you enjoy fantasy football, NFL football, American football, I know Premier League is coming back. That is not what this is about. This is about fantasy American football. Uh Wanted to, somebody uh, wanted to start up a little. It's just a free league 
for people who, uh, you know, part of either the Facebook group or listen to the show or whatever. But uh, I'll be playing that promo right here. So if you're into that, something you might be interested in, stay tuned, listen to it, jump in. It's just another way for the community to get together and do some stuff. So that's all I have. Thank you all for listening. And remember, send in that feedback. And thank you, Todd, for the feedback. That was awesome. And in the past, thank you, Dave, for all the feedback in the past. I definitely appreciate it. And I have to reply to your email, actually. All right. Later, everyone. Hello, ASA podcasting listeners. Are you looking for a way to reconcile your inner nerd with your inner jock? Well, wait no longer. I'm Jeremy McDaniel, the commissioner of the revived ASA podcasting fantasy football league. If you're interested in joining for the 2017 season, contact me, Jeremy McDaniel, on Facebook Messenger or by email. You can find me on the ASA podcasting Facebook group or by email at jer.m dot m-c-d-a-n-i-e-l at gmail.com that's jer dot m dot mcdaniel at gmail.com looking forward to the season and i'll leave you with a quote from the great coach belichick we're on to cincinnati <laughs>